0: Seven, one, five. Three, nine, seven, one. Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast episode 114, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. And g'day Luke. I'm the Tony. Um, I've got a lot of cool things planned in this episode. So,
1: I mean, obviously you would need to because it's episode, uh, well part 2 through 12 <laughs> of our um, Kaikoura light special.
0: Yeah, so for those of you um, who aren't aware of this, you've tuned into parts 2 through 12 That's of a 12 right. part episode That's that right. tony did part one last week and threw me under the bus to catch all uh, all remaining 11 and parts. and there's like
1: a lot more to go through <laughs> given it's 11 parts long. oh there's not
0: that much trust me <laughs> <laughs>
1: I want to make sure that as you're going through your parts, yeah. that you're breaking it up. So you say, okay, we'll start with part two. Mm-hmm. Part two stops. Part three. Part four, and and so on. just so I just want to know what the different parts are.
0: Okay. Just
1: because if I want to come back and listen to something, like I think part I like I like this about part four I needed to revisit, so I'll, I'll pop back to part four. Do you want to
0: you want to stop and have a breather?
1: Well, if, if I just need to like revisit something, if I'm just doing maybe some research, maybe when I'm writing maybe a book about the subject, I'm using doing this podcast episode for like a a reference. Okay. I right. need so i'll cite so you want here. to
0: write down all of the time codes for each chapter please do well, you, you firstly you want to establish that i've got mine split into chapters
1: well make sure there's uh, 11 <laughs> yeah
0: okay good that's really promising
1: thank you um <laughs> i don't know why i said thank you
0: as we started the episode um talking over the music which i usually cut out well i'm going to cut out again today um i mentioned how how soothing it is on the air holes once you get to that point of the week where our uh, theme tune uh, blasts into your air holes. I'm feeling it particularly crisp today.
1: That was, a, I was enjoying <laughs> enjoying the idea of the theme music and while sipping a, a cold brew.
0: Why am I hearing it so crisp, I hear you ask? Yes. For the first time in my life, I had my ears cleaned out. Today. Oh, wow. Yeah, at an audiologist. Oh, or that the, sounds
1: like so uh, pleasing yeah, to the oral cavity. It
0: was satisfying. It's like that feeling where, you know, when you get a haircut and you can kind of feel your ears more.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm getting close to a need for a haircut. Yeah,
0: it's like that feeling, but it's inside your ear. So, I'm um, like, they got a decent amount of wax out because I've had ear, nose, throat problems for the past few years. And, um,. Yeah, I've got a, an audio test next week, so they decided to vacuum out my ear holes today. Brilliant! And um, I was
1: quite shocked at how much came out of it. To be <laughs> honest, it's kind of gross. Did you get? Do you like like, like when you get a teeth pulled? Do you get to take it home? Yeah, make candles uh, with
0: it. Yeah, it's under. Yeah, I said to um, everyone at work because they asked the same thing. I said, yeah, I'm going to make um, birthday candles for my next nice. birthday.
1: Nice. So and you're getting up there in years so yeah i mean there's going to be a few candles required goes
0: to show how much came out right yeah the other thing was we th- we thought maybe you could use that um, wax to make one of those earwax removing candles and it'll be like the circle of life you know those candles that people use for getting I earwax do, I, out i do yeah i don't know how they work but i assume it's some some sort of a suction Iron, thing yeah okay yeah but that what? made of wax so you should be able to do that i guess this is an untapped resource right and my body's just making it for free it is. <laughs> <laughs> my Body's just making it for free just crapping it out your ear holes yeah um so i've got a couple of surprises for you in this episode okay um the first one is you may not have noticed this device as you came in
1: i did see something sitting there and i assumed it's just some sort of tablet maybe it is a
0: tablet yes. it's exactly a tablet and it was a tablet purchased for one simple reason right live sound effects
1: oh <laughs> so really? we can do live
0: sound effects as we go i don't have to put anything in, in post you can you'll see up here on our on our recording thing we've now got a third track A third track is the sound for sounds
1: i've loaded onto this so what sort of sounds have you added and loaded uh, can i have a dim ha oh, nice <laughs> so if you feel like busting out some Gamers on Strange
0: yeah we can do that um, what else have we got there's only one other sound I've loaded because I I'd honestly just got this going like five minutes before you arrived right? because um, I remembered I had this cable and it works um, so there's one other one other sound I loaded just for you because I know you're into this um, whenever you say something sexy oh
1: yeah, which i often i often do <laughs> there you go you can use that anytime you like brilliant yeah so if i'm like i was gonna say like um unzipping my top but yeah it's again this is a you can do the sound maybe the foley yeah right, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it there didn't sound glamorous There you
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> Such an oddly satisfied look <laughs> on your face.
1: <laughs> Still glowing.
0: Um, but it won't sound any different to listeners, but we get the vibe of it way better when we actually have that get me some strange music in our ear holes. We can think up other stuff to chuck in there. Um So yeah, that'll be an ongoing little feature
1: for us. I like how we're making this show sexier now. Yeah we are <laughs> <laughs> anytime
0: you want me to reach for that sexy button you let me (laughs) know okay Um, and eventually i'll have a longer cable so anyone can call it sexy whenever we feel like it
1: longer is sexy correct
0: (laughs) um okay uh, so that's surprise number one. Yeah, I was
1: about to say, that was, I wonder if that was like two surprises in one, like the tablet was a surprise and the sexy sounds were a surprise.
0: Sure. Yeah, I've given you two surprises already. But there's more? <laughs> there's one more, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, but we'll get to that later. Okay. Okay. So, um, gonna anything... I'm just going to move to the edge of my seat. <laughs> excitement.
1: Um,
0: anything paranormal happened to you this week?
1: Uh, let's have a think. No 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 but um you may have seen um on the instagram oh yes i did see there's some been some um movement on our social pipes i um investigated the motel that i had previously booked so as so we, we spoke about last week yep. i had booked a motel in uh seaside village of akaroa which is about an hour and a half from from Christchurch.
0: I love how we're starting off paranormal. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just wanted to see. I'm, I'm ready if, in
1: case this in case this story turns sexy. I'm ready. Well, it might turn sexy, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I've got something to be sexy with us. So yes, uh, I had originally booked a motel room at one motel, but later found out that it was actually the queen disability unit, and I felt bad like sleeping in a. That's sexy. Is that' sexy no, not yet? Yet? Not yet. Okay,
0: no. you let me know.
1: Uh, so I felt like I was staying in a, um, in like a disabled car park, like sleeping in a disabled car park. Like I felt like I shouldn't be staying there, but um, another motel room came available. The town was sold out, right? Totally sold out. Mm-hmm. So another motel room came available, and I, I, I pounced on that. Paid yep. like seventeen dollars more at the same place or a different place. Okay, yeah, different place. Um, better place though yeah nice nice sea views oh you're starting to slag people off now i like it <laughs>
0: and um it's not social media till you've pissed some people canceled,
1: off yeah cancelled the refundable uh, room at the other place yeah um I'd, but, i but would but love if that, it had
0: like a two month stand down period for a refund
1: <laughs> saw it pop back up on the various booking sites i thought well, i'll snap that up before long it was gone okay i thought right when i'm there I'm gonna mm-hmm. raid that room. It's a <laughs> panty raid. <Yeah>. That's <laughs> panty <true>. raid. <laughs> panty raid. of the disabled queen unit. Did uh, you just try and sexy up the story making yeah. it a panty raid? Yeah, <laughs> panty raid. Okay. So
0: uh, So to be clear, you tried to raid a, a disability unit for panties. Yeah, apparently. So that's it's really a, uh, that's it tells us a story Yeah about it doesn't what you're doesn't really
1: up to. Speak to my character that way. Well, <laughs> no. I, uh yeah so i wandered down the street to the other place yeah i pounded on the door is that yeah maybe it's pounding i feel like we've used that
0: too much already yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're getting complaints yeah uh no answer though (laughs) no -hmm. one came no one came to the door Ah. and i staked the place out for about 20 minutes and uh, no one came to the door useful yeah so we never, I mean, never knew if they were disabled or not. Hmm. So the mystery As in, like, was not that, solved.
0: You think there was someone there? They just weren't answering.
1: Oh, I don't even know if there's anybody there. I yeah. mean, the room—it um, didn't look occupied, mm. but there was no vacancy sign up. Somebody was. Somebody was there. So maybe they went out for dinner.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe
1: you so didn't. You didn't do a late night check-in. Didn't come back. No, nah, it's too far to walk. Fair enough. So the mystery is unsolved. Okay, it's an unsolved mystery. Content though. Yeah, content. We did something. <laughs> put it on um, social media
0: yeah See so about that you've um, you've dropped the ball you've dropped the ball on social media I know we got a comment and you haven't replied I know <laughs> it was two days ago I
1: saw it I saw it um, about half an hour ago as I was coming out here I was checking the social media <laughs> it took you and was two days to see <laughs> <say> it <laughs> okay. So okay, I'd switch back to my regular account and then I forgot that I have the other these, I forgot about it
0: these sound like excuses they are yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but that's all right like i guess this is my first like the first week i put in a really strong effort yeah um now he's
0: done to taper off second week or you're gonna ramp it up he
1: didn't do as well as, as, <laughs> as, as i could have and yes i missed a comment that sat there for two days and i just saw it just before when i went to check the story <laughs> <laughs> so i was like i haven't really checked this for a while yeah um so i gotta get back you gotta get back on the old horse um so f- before
0: i forget um small plug that comment was from uh Gemma from the talking Cods Wallet podcast and for those of you who want who get um half as much luke as you would like in this e- in this episode or in this podcast there's um a little bit more luke on one of the talking cod Wallet podcasts of late it's called earth sandwich so if you wanted to you could go and check
1: that earth out. sandwich yeah what does that mean is it like is it like you
0: could go and listen but i told the yarn about i've have you not heard of an earth sandwich either no so i mentioned an earth sandwich and uh what it is is um if i get a piece of bread and put it on the ground there's a thing that like people do it already and gps locate myself and then pair up with somebody on the other side of the planet who does the same is essentially made a sandwich out of
1: the earth i see what you're doing
0: and i and i said it was probably a pretty good this idea for antipodean an app antipodean
1: type uh link between the planet
0: yeah yeah so i thought that would be quite a good idea for an app where i say right here's my location and here's what type of bread i'm using and it pairs me up with someone on the exact opposite side of the planet
1: what if they're not using the same type of bread as you i don't know that'd be weird have like white bread and like wholemeal yeah i wouldn't like that
0: no but it happens <sighs> Does it? Yeah, you get the old um, like flash club sandwich, which is like white, brown, white, brown. Just seems lazy. Yeah, it does feel like they've just kind of dragged out whatever loaves they could find that were About you know, to had to off. be used yeah. today. Well, it has to go off.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and put in the club sandwich. Yeah, smother
0: a- it in cream cheese and get it in that sandwich. Yeah, you won't know it's crusty and moldy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just call it um, uh, dense. So it's a more dense loaf. No, it's stale.
1: nice okay um thanks for explaining you're welcome i know
0: um saves you listening to that podcast i guess yeah
1: he did a real favor for everybody i had nothing else to offer (laughs) what a disservice he did (laughs) all that after after guesting on that podcast and then just giving away giving away your big secret
0: yeah no there's more um so do we have anything else to add to the party or should i just jump into my
1: i have got 11 parts to get through. We probably should get into this.
0: That's true. Um, so I'm going to pick up the ball and I'm going to run with it and I'm going to drive it over the goals for a touchback.
1: You are wearing your Baltimore Ravens top. I am. So it's quite appropriate. Yeah, thank you. That um, we picture you just painted
0: <laughs> yeah. in um, the mind. Not quite accurate to the sport, but close enough. Close enough. Um, okay, so to launch into um, to my... I would say half, but my remaining eleven parts of this twelve-part series. Are oh, the um,
1: Baltimore Ravens are competitive Earth Sandwich League. Yes, yes, I thought so too.
0: When you were um, when you were younger, if you dug a big hole in the ground, people would say, "If you dig too far, you will pop up in where." It's probably time. China. Yeah, people would always say China, right? Yeah, yeah. it was interesting because um jim uh, is in england and she said that people would say they pop up in australia there which i found interesting it's a local kind of a twist on each person's thing
1: yeah i think china is because we were heavily influenced by america and that's what they would always say china right yeah <laughs> so i guess that's it but i think realistically if you dug three processing up in the sea in the southern hemisphere there's not, there's not oh. as much land so i think here. i thought we were
0: somewhere in spain
1: uh yes actually you're you're right or it, was it france no it is spain
0: yeah anyway that's but I think, one for but the I think
1: most of the time like with if you're going from the northern hemisphere to the southern hemisphere most of the time there's not much land. It's water down here, yeah so, it's water. <laughs> so um we've got a better chance at going our way yeah even though we're already on land yeah
0: yeah, though, we are. yeah. fun fact <laughs> well, that's land all right i'm gonna launch into this one um as we heard last week the kaikora lights is the name given to the series of encounters that occurred over two nights in the sky over new zealand late in 1978 these encounters were extremely convincing as they were sighted not only by people on board the aircraft but verified by radar from a control tower on the ground as well as simultaneously filmed by those aboard the plane last week we heard about the uh, these from people who saw it firsthand, the pilot on board as well as the journalists and camera operators responsible for that shaky footage and this episode we'll take a closer look at the official government findings well, after what? the investigation after their investigation and the conclusion as to what they deem the truth.
1: So I'm very intrigued uh, so I assume that's part two we've just we've just, just told your horses sorry.
0: See those horses? Hold them.
1: (laughs) I'm trying to. They wish to bolt.
0: (laughs) As you know, this episode was set up brilliantly in part one last week. Throwing you a compliment. Oh, thank you. That's my second compliment today. And Tony promised a 12-parter. Today, I will conclude the story with parts two through 12. Thank you for that. Part two. Nice. The document. (gasps) So each of my parts have a title. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you may be wondering where I was able to get the official documents uh, where I found the investigation and the conclusion from the New Zealand Defence Force. surely they are classified documents. That story I told last week. Go back and listen. (laughs) Part three. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) The document continued. For those that didn't listen hard enough last week to recall where I got this document and those that decided to skip my instructions from part two, i'll now explain where i got this document that's good (laughs) in 2010 the new zealand ufo files were declassified and made public to anyone who could make it to wellington sit in an archives building and read them Um, only this one section that i have appears to be online and digital format Um, it does mention that the file is restricted until the year 2059 however Um, they obviously reneged on that Um, the Kaikoura lights incident is all here including official report, press release and maps drafting the full layout of the scene Um, the reason I have it today is because I was working at a place that had ample printing (laughs) <laughs> and, and just as I was about to leave that job, I took the liberty of printing a few hundred pages and binding them all to take
1: home without using a skerrick of
0: my own stationery.
1: It is wonderfully bound that you got there. <laughs> and amazing that um, you did that several years ago and you are able to find that mm. very stack of documents. So
0: I know we're, I know we're only up to part three, um, but a little addendum already is um, I totally forgot that until today... As I was um, searching out through my books, that I actually printed two, and one of them is for you. Oh, what! And
1: it's up here. Is
0: this the other surprise? This is a surprise. Yeah, this is the other surprise. Ah. Oh, so you, you get your own you. copy of the UFO files. Um, the reason, <laughs> the reason wow. it's really good that you get it is because um, there's no way I can sum up everything from the Kokora Lights <laughs> incident in this and these uh, remaining uh what are we down to now eight parts <laughs> <laughs> so, so we
1: have this as like a, a reference book so if anybody on the podcast wants to send a an envelope big enough to put this in mm-hmm. we can send it out as long as you send it back
0: as long as you send it back uh, yeah we're like a online no not online we're like a snail mail library i mean was that ever a thing that must have been a thing like a remote library
1: i know it's like what netflix was originally right it yeah was it was like yeah dvds yeah. being sent out yeah this is awesome thank you
0: no worries so in there you'll see even more than my remaining eight parts, uh, including maps drawn by the government as to um, their findings.
1: Nice. I just want to leave this lying around, like just leave it on the coffee table or something. It's yeah. Going to be like what the hell? Is that is this? a good. It's a good
0: bind. It's a good <gasps> bind. Um, yeah. So you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. No worries. Don't you ever slag me off again, mm. or I'm taking it back. <laughs> um, part four the government report i will now read some of the facts from the government report i will
1: now read the entire government report from start to finish
0: part five (laughs) 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 nzdf the f stands for fudging excuses
1: hey (laughs)
0: First impressions are that the response from the New Zealand Defence Force was pretty underwhelming. The report even starts out by saying that they were forced into action as a consequence of the initial adverse media comments about the Defence Force's response to the sightings. (laughs) The one saving grace is that they claim to have mentioned after the first night of sightings that should it happen again they were to be notified and they would send up an Orion aircraft to investigate however then they state that nobody alerted them during the time of the second night's activities and they didn't hear about it until later the next day from the media an excuse so lame it's limping
1: nice i'm gonna jump in there and say um i made a plane geek mistake last week did you when i said lockheed orion i was like lockheed orion that's not right yeah it totally is is it yeah Huh. Um, it not sound right. No, then I Googled it after. I was like, I wonder if they are right and I am wrong. And <laughs> I was wrong. I mean, to be fair, it's military aircraft and I'm more a civil buff. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good to know. Um, uh, where was I? They did send up an Orion uh, made by Lockheed on the night of the 2nd of January, two days after the incident, but saw nothing. Again, stating in the report it was sent up in response to incre- increasingly negative... News coverage. Hmm. No Lockheed P three Orion. I get it. Part six, which I've called. Oh crap! It's the boss. <laughs> the prime minister took an interest in the case twice, calling the department head, requesting he specifically be informed of the findings of the report. This shows that if it, if there is any type of cover up, the prime minister wasn't involved.
1: Okay. Yes. Good. Nice. Part
0: seven. <laughs> We are flying through. We these are, parts. yeah, we are. Feel free to jump in. Slow me down. Slow me down. I'm, I'm learned. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, there is some interesting stuff. So the report is like six
1: pages long, um, and that seems relatively short though for a report into something of the scale.
0: Yeah. So there's there's reports and then there's uh, press releases and um, things like that. So. Uh, the the file I've given you is kind of correspondence between two parties um, uh, one of them saying I'm enclosing the report but here's the findings and then there's the actual findings as well so I've kind of gleaned this from, from all of that stuff but again yeah not long um, and it's all bullet pointed as well but the interesting thing for me is there's a whole bunch of stuff that they state as here's our findings but it doesn't seem to marry up with so here's our conclusion Right, okay,
1: classic UFO report.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, So the report, the government report, states that the following occurrences happened. Okay. The crew of the plane observed lights at a low level that then disappeared when the aircraft was 30 miles north of said lights. Um, Wellington radar picked up radar returns in the vicinity of these lights. The lights were visible to seaward and were making regular rectangular patterns At a regular frequency. Right. So this is still saying, like, this is what happened. This is what happened. The lights were a beam rather than a point of light and would turn away rather than turn off. So I've just pulled little extracts of little tidbits of what they're saying. The radar tracked a steady return of 140 degrees, which started at Wellington, proceeded for 30 miles, then with less consistent radar returns, tracked out to 60 miles, where it became stationary for 35 minutes, then moved west and appeared to track alongside the plane. At the same time, the plane reported a strong radar return, tracking alongside it in the same direction. Okay,
1: so this is multiple sources picking this thing up.
0: Multiple sources, and this is all in the report. It's saying this happened. So okay. I, I can really need the, drive the, that point the home. The
1: conclusion is going to have to be something like it has to be nothing other than like an otherworldly craft because that's what I'm seeing so far with this. Another
0: radar blip returned five signals on and off in a direction headed towards the plane. So flashing on and off and heading straight for the plane. Then veering off sharply to its port side. Simultaneously, the pilot reported seeing a strobe light heading towards them and veering to port. The calculations putting the speed at... 10,800 miles per hour and startling the crew considerably
1: Jesus Christ that is fast
0: and uh, that's only two examples of a whole bunch of examples of here's what this radar blip was doing and it coincided with what um, people on board were saying
1: the, the radar is just sending out a signal and it's bouncing back off something yes, that's so right. something has to be there mm-hmm. to get that signal
0: So, um, so I have summarized that down to uh that's what we said we that's what we saw that's what the reports are uh based on interviews based on uh talking to uh talking to everyone and like that happened right so here's what the government is now saying it is okay (laughs) and and we are flying through my 12 parts uh part eight the three-part government conclusion
1: oh right so part eight is a three-parter yes nice
0: Part one of part eight, <laughs> atmospheric conditions are conducive to freak propagation of radio waves.
1: Okay, so this is something like, I think when I was listening to that broadcast that you'd sent me, it was something on the lines of like turbulence was one thing that was being picked up, yep. even though the radar shouldn't be able to pick it up. Yeah, yep. um,
0: high pressure systems, that kind of thing, yep. apparently were showing up on radar when they have never done so before so that's one of the things that the government is saying it was this
1: so it hasn't happened before before and it hasn't happened again since Hmm. but but that's what it was that night really really lucky
0: (laughs) um conclusion number two venus was rising in the east and is bright that time of year
1: i mean it's a bright planet i mean i'm not gonna lie i've seen in the sky
0: so the flaw in that is that um, different parts of the report, of the report, and well, not sorry, not necessarily the report, but um, uh, pilots had the same. The pilots had the same thing put to them, and they were like, "It wasn't up yet." Like and I know where it comes up, and I know what time it comes up. Hell, I mean, but it wasn't been,
1: there. I mean, they, um, they spend all their time on those guys. So mm. d- even the casual observer can pick Venus out and know that it, it's just a, a like a ball of light yeah. in the distance and it's unlikely that venus will be trapped by radar
0: <laughs> i mean also that yeah so that's the thing these things um by themselves are tenuous you put them together it's like this is not the thing like one atmospheric conditions okay maybe two venus venus and atmospheric conditions i don't think so this is fishy part three of the three-part government conclusion Wellington's ground radar had been giving off readings from the east coast of the South Island lately. So they had had blips before. Okay. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um so again those three things uh uh individually not great, altogether as a coincidence even worse. And it gets worse here in part nine.
1: This is l- so lame. Like this is, you could have come up with something far better than this. This is <laughs> ridiculous. What the hell were they doing? Part nine, the next three-part government conclusion. <laughs> nice. Um So is this another conclusion because the first one was so lame that they went sent back and said, "Actually, do some job. You should do your job this time."
0: Um, no, there was actually. Um uh more than three conclusions i just had to spread them out across parts okay (laughs) so the next three um there was a fleet of squid boats heading out east from christchurch
1: Uh, actually i've heard this one i've heard this conclusion
0: so this one i think they're trying to insinuate um because the light was from beams that may have been searchlights or something like that yeah um the light was yeah beam shaped rather than ball shaped in some examples but not all um so they're trying to say that it was the squid boats that had headed out from Banks Peninsula,
1: right? And I imagine those squid boats are, are there quite often in that area, mm. um, but never has happened again since. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Um, next one, there could have been trains or cars on the road below them that they were all mistaking.
1: Oh. F- f- <laughs> <laughs> So you're uh, you're flying your plane and you're like, oh my god, there's a light coming for us! Ah, oh wait, it's just a car on the it's road. It's a car
0: on the road, thousands, thousands of feet, feet below.
1: below okay, stand down, everyone. It's yeah. okay. Oh my god. And
0: then Wellington's like, "What was that on your radar?" And you're like, "I don't know, but there's cars on the road, thousands of feet below <laughs> us." So, um, because there was a high number of readings that this night uh, ground radar air traffic controllers would have been extra sensitive to picking up further blips <laughs>
1: it's it's lame right this it doesn't re- really is
0: this is almost embarrassing to say this yes. is a new zealand defense force we, response we know
1: that uh air traffic controllers are such a uh over, over the top hyper reactive <laughs> sensitive bunch that um just can't do the jobs properly i mean who mm-hmm. needs somebody there with a, a cool stable head directing air traffic yeah not me
0: so the yeah so the the theory there is um, there was a couple of uh blip kind of anomalies they picked up on the fact that there was blip anomalies, and then all of a sudden were extra sensitive to any blip, and so they're like, no, no, there was just heaps more of them because you were looking out for them It's really unsatisfying, isn't yeah. it <laughs> well, we've sped along to part ten of our um a 12-part Kaikoura Lights special. One more government conclusion. <laughs> 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 there is no connection to the lights on the east coast of New Zealand and the larger lights out to sea further east.
1: It's that one past me. <laughs> yeah. There is
0: no connection to the lights on the east coast of New Zealand and the larger lights out to sea further east. right verbatim Dang. verbatim okay that's
1: it's just lazy
0: that's <laughs> <laughs> just literally stating it's not a thing like it's another <laughs> way not of saying it up. it's not a thing yeah. yeah um and part 11 the final government conclusion and I, this one i did write word for word okay almost all the sightings can be explained by natural phenomena. Sorry, let me say that again, because I know it has to be word for word. <laughs> Almost all the sightings can be explained by natural but unusual phenomena. The few for which the evidence to date is inconclusive may well be explained in due course when the current investigations are complete.
1: So, that's saying... We'll figure it out later. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> and they've never really rounded back and picked that up.
0: No. If they have, it's not in the it's Kaikoura like Lights an, section of like this It's like an IOU,
1: file. IOU they never paid back.
0: Yeah. So officially they've come out and said it's not a thing, but we don't know what it was. We just know it's not a thing.
1: <laughs> and it's I'm something. Like, it was something, but it wasn't <laughs> a thing.
0: Yeah. Pass me that book. There's one, there's one uh, key line in the start of the Kaikoura Lights thing that I was like, this is an interesting attitude to take. Um, it'll take me two seconds to find, as I flick to a
1: random page from the. From yeah, this, this is the <laughs> segment of the show we call "Flip through a report from the seventies <laughs> yeah. and uh, read a typewritten line." Yeah, like the um, it it's like so. This really feels that um, they had their, oh, yeah, they had they were scratching their heads. They have no idea what it was, and just come up with the lamest possible excuses to say we did the report, we looked into it. Mm. This is what we. This is the conclusions we drew. Yeah, and. If anyone queries them, like, oh, well, the report's closed. It's done. I finished it.
0: Yeah. So to me, this is summed up in uh, point two of the report, um, which I don't know. It shows it shows an intent rather than stating fact. It shows an intent to downplay. Okay. The line here is, as you know, we have traditionally adopted a low profile interest in reported UFO sightings. <laughs> it's like that's a downplay move. That's point two of the report.
1: Is <laughs> that we don't really care about this. Yeah, exactly. So um, we want to keep this under wraps. We don't want to talk about it. Such nonsense as UFO sightings. Yeah. Even though it's gone around the world and everyone's seeing this footage, mm. the best you can do is squid boats, Venus, atmospheric conditions. The lights Not out east thing. aren't the lights. <laughs> yeah. uh, someone was driving a car on the road. It yeah, looked like it was cars on the road. It looked like UFOs in the sky. That's the best, isn't it? Holy crap.
0: Um, so, ready for part 12, my final part? Yes, I am actually. So, the part, final part, part 12, uh, is Tony's summary of the past two episodes and final
1: thoughts on the Kaikoura lights. Take it away. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, the last part is back, is, is back, is back to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, thank, thank you. Thank you very much for um, presenting an, an overview of the investigation. And um, as we've already said, the investigation was seemed to be a crock of shit i would label that like it was not well researched mm-hmm. um interesting the, the
0: overwhelming th- theme in reading the thing was um how how often they were forced into th- doing something about it because they were looking bad yeah um more than one occasion it talks, about, it talks about um you know prompted by the negative media and it's like <laughs> this is unbelievable like You've just chucked an Orion in the air so that people see you've chucked an Orion a in the Lockheed air. A uh, no Lockheed Orion, no less. Orion. Yes. Two days after the incident, you go flying around Wellington for a bit in a Lockheed Orion, um, and lo and behold, see nothing, find nothing, and come back to report that because we found nothing, nothing ever happened.
1: If this was any other country in the world, they would have like, scrambled an aircraft as soon as these lights had appeared.
0: Try to shoot it down.
1: Yeah, half of them. At least go and investigate it. Yeah, but uh, no, we just had some like uh, ancient bloody freighter plane flying <laughs> <up> alongside it, They're <laughs> nearly getting banged into by these objects zooming past them at uh, eleven thousand miles an hour. Mm. Um, and I was like, nah, just just it's probably Santa Claus. Make a joke about Santa Claus. Yeah, that's which, right. <laughs> which which did, which did come out of it. Yeah, uh, I like. I, this story i'd like to think when was the first time i heard this story or knew about it it's something um that i've known about for a long time i can't sort of uh pinpoint when the first time was i I knew about it um Mm -hmm. what i learned through this was that there was two major nights of events so there was the initial one on the sort of 21st 22nd of december yeah and the second one on the night of the 30th and the morning of the 31st Mm -hmm. so that was news to me and what that does is it really helps back up that there was something more legitimate there. If something had happened, and then a few days later,
0: pass me that book again. Sorry, <laughs> as you were. I thought you wanted the beer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have your own. Yeah, carry
0: on. Yeah, uh,
1: no, I'm with you. So the fact that there was a narrow, uh, there was actually a second night of events um, that helped back it up. Um, that there's something more credible about this. Then the adding to the the fact that this was something that was was filmed. Um, I was always a little bit confused about the footage around house. If you look some of the footage, it can be quite um, unusually captured with like, the way the objects are looking uh, in, in the sky, mm-hmm. and they sort of help explain it that they were trying to hold this camera steady, really zoomed in on a bouncy old aircraft that that has sort of made some of the images look a little bit. Yeah. Un- unusual for UFO phenomena, but there's a few in there which are obviously been able to be uh, enhanced, have a still, and then have sort of that craft in a way shaped image that you see as a traditional UFO. That that pear shaped body, that pear shaped man body, man's <laughs> body yeah. image is is one that really does stand out. That it actually does look like an object. It does look like a craft. It does look like something that would be um, classed as a as UAP. Mm. Um, in other encounters, yeah, the fact that the uh, got worldwide attention mm-hmm. and
0: people flew in from overseas just to get a glimpse of those warlocks. Uh,
1: <laughs> flying in from <laughs> overseas, I remember those days. <laughs> yeah, um, as it was thinking like, I wonder if any of the uh, if there's any ETS out there who've caught COVID because they've been visiting the planet and they didn't realise.
0: That's like the end of War of the Worlds. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's, yeah how exactly. that's how we defeat the they aliens. Got, they, got, is they, they get got, bacterial. I got sick yeah they got sick and died
1: which i know people have rubbished as a, as a, as a, as a shitty ending but it kind of makes sense it does make sense yeah yeah they probably could have like worn a mask though yeah if they wore a mask we wouldn't be here exactly yeah. deniers have thing. you heard
0: the full like orchestral war of the worlds don't think i have no it's it's amazing i remember my dad had it on vinyl record oh god you should listen to it now with your clean ears I should listen with my clean ears. <laughs> Light
1: yourself a couple of earwax candles up. <laughs> um, maybe a nice like uh, a whiskey and just climb on the couch and just listen.
0: Yeah. Listen to the beauty of that. Yeah. It's well worth a listen.
1: Um uh, there was
0: like a full full like big band, big like orchestral frigging it terrified me as a kid because it has all like these almost electronic alien cries and stuff like this. It's really weird. full on. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah.
1: I, really, I think i'd really like to hear that too once my ears are cleaned I'll, 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 I'll give it a whirl yeah so it seemed that the world um paid attention to this mm-hmm. and um the explanations offered were pathetic yep and this this happens quite a lot with these ufo stories where an explanation is offered and just because something's been said no matter how ludicrous the explanation is it, it satisfies
0: most of the people, people when
1: it goes away yeah, and, and I find this so unusual where if actually maybe we just pushed a little bit harder and didn't accept some of these e- explanations. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe as, as, as people we these days, we are more likely to do that. I think that not, not necessarily distrust of the government, but um, questioning questioning, and, and not willing to accept and put up with nonsense. So mm. I think maybe if it happened these days this the same event had happened Mm. and that report was what was churned out there might be have been more an uproar about it but um
0: well the thing is that that report wasn't public either like they did a um there's a press release in there which kind of states what i've said yes um but again that kind of shows the military were in charge of what went out the defense force was in charge of what went out from their books um, so even if they had found something, they were never going to say it, right?
1: I, there's no way they would. No, no. and so, and that's where you, when you read the report like that. That it sort of feels to me that there were two reports. There was one report that um, maybe was made public and has been released now and potentially mm. there was another absolute top secret report that although we've declassified dis- all these um declassified these ufo files there might mm. be certain files that just are not in the light of day yeah and may not even be shared with politicians and that sort of thing that it's maybe at a higher level yeah so that's worth is noting
0: better. is that the um the copy we've got is a copy the original is still classified until 2059 so that's kind of interesting in itself right We get the copy for release to public yes but there's a file somewhere that won't see human eyes outside of the inner circle until 2059. so how public is public
1: yes Mm. and and even some of these reports there's often that do get declassified there's often heavily redacted areas in Mm. any way that um I think there's been like you've seen like freedom information requests where like an entire page comes up with like one word that hasn't been blacked out on the entire page. Yeah, it comes back like That's yeah. <laughs> the only word you can see. The
0: the vibe of um, of reading the report to me wasn't of cover up. The vibe to me was of um, incompetence. Yeah, lacked resources. Didn't really want to follow it up anyway. Did a few things to say they had. So to me, I'd be surprised if it was kind of a higher level thing of like it was this um because yeah um uh, what was i going to say so so the report i believe is the one that went to you know all other governments Mm -hmm. that requested it that kind of thing um i just think it's like poorly executed rather than we were um so on top of it we've chosen this um this method of release of information or this dissemination of information it's just not i don't think the case yeah,
1: and you sometimes get those um from like military um particularly old school military and these types of encounters where um like the new zealand military is not really geared up for i was
0: just going to say think of the new zealand military in the 70s yeah. in new zealand like they are going to be doing what um supply runs basic training that's about it yeah there's uh, so no way they're going to go and throw you know Um, all hands on deck so that they can chase a light in the sky
1: it'd just be a whole lot of um, of of people in in those positions who would think this is a load of nonsense and they'll Mm. put together something and they'll explain it away that could be another whole angle to take with this thing um, those who were on in the aircraft and saw what it was um, aren't going to be fooled by this nonsense mm. yeah but it's their word against the military and the military can put out with what they want so yep. they can scream and say oh it was this or that the military can say well you thought you saw that you actually saw Venus you got it wrong <laughs> yeah. and you thought you actually saw that you saw a vehicle driving towards you 10,000 feet below yeah uh, and it was atmospheric um, refractions or whatever in, yeah uh, that, that caused those um, anonymous uh, uh,
0: Anomalies. Anomalies. It's the Chinese word I was just yeah. say. So the other thing that I've got out of this is I now know that um, there's more literature on it. So I've lo- lined up a Kindle book to read um, from one of the first-hand accounts.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, so what's that book called? Do you <sighs> is it is it one no. <laughs> You're gonna make me look. Because <laughs> I did see something. I think there's there's two books.
0: Yeah, there is. I could only there's, find one.
1: There's the. I hope they're friendly, which is um Quentin Fogarty's book and then um I think it was old uh Captain Startup Captain Startup wrote a book too Captain Startup wrote one
0: I think it's the Fogarty one that's available on Kindle uh yeah let's hope they're friendly yeah the the one by Captain Startup is called Kaikora UFO or something like that yeah um or Kaikora Lights it might be Um, But, yeah, it doesn't seem to be that readily available without spending decent money because it's no longer in print for a a hard copy. But, yeah.
1: Captain Captain Startup's uh, User-Friendly Guide to Freaky Shit in the Sky. That's what it was called?
0: Yeah. Sure. Sure. So, for the princely sum of $5.75 US, you can have... um, the Fog, Quentin Fogarty book called Let's Hope They're Friendly. Might get on that. Yeah. Have I'm going to get on that. I've just got... Have you read any of it yet? No, because I'm busy reading The Bassoon King. Oh. I don't know if you know I Rain don't. Rain Wilson? Um, from, Dwight on The Office? From The Office, yes. That's his book. It's really good. Is it a, a comedian-style book? Like a funny book? Yes. Yeah. It's his his autobiography, but... You could essentially think it's like Dwight wrote a book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's quite good. It's very much like the character. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so thank you very much for um, rounding out all 12 parts. My pleasure. Of of, of the show. Um, in the end, it looks like I actually uh, picked up the first and the last part, and <laughs> you just did the 10 in between.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, you bookended me. Yeah.
1: You bookended me, All <laughs> right. <clears throat>
0: um shall we hit a strange
1: i was about to say I, i'm looking forward to hearing some live strange music and i still am questioning the authenticity of this music
0: <laughs> hang on give a strange book i'm off mic i'm off mic
1: what do you got here there's a few other mystery books up there, there? are there? they just you've put them in the library yeah nice looks good though that looks really good yeah <laughs> stages the studio well
0: yeah i was going for a um a lee hart's mysterious planet title sequence look or it's just books like that yep, miles. stacked up. Yeah. Um, your turn. My to, turn. to read and flip. so uh, is that
1: a UFO? Is that a car on the book?
0: <laughs> or is it a Venus? It's a car, <laughs> a thousand feet below you. Start the music. Start the music. Do you want to reach over and start the music for reals?
1: Um, can I? You've
0: never, you've never once <sighs> started the music. In which, which IRL? One was it? Purple. Oh, I did that! You did that! With my thingy! And it'll make it to the cut. Alright, so to intro this, this is the segment of the show where we take the 1982 Reader's Digest version of Mysteries of the Unexplained. Tony will flick to a random page, I'll tell him when to stop, and we will read one of the paranormal stories from the page we land on. This is the segment called... Get Get me some some strange.
1: Well this is a pretty, pretty picture here.
0: It's really different when you can hear the music. It is. It (laughs) (laughs) threw me a little bit so I'm (laughs) just trying to find what section we're in here. This is really pulling back the curtain on how we have faked it every other time.
1: (laughs) Um, okay, what is is this?
0: Anomalies. Anomalies. The word I struggle to say. Anemones. These are sea th- anemones.
1: Um, there's some of these um, crazy long. Yeah, uh, they are.
0: You've landed in probably the longest segment of the entire book. Um, so again, just to recap, this is the book without the post-it notes, so we have no idea if we've read this before. Um, if we have and you remember it, try to read along with us. <laughs> <laughs> word for word.
1: Okay um let's go with this one okay the remains of what seems to have been a pleasant village so is that peasant but no it's definitely pleasant a pleasant village Mm -hmm. were discovered on the sunny west bank of the danube river in 1965 at the archaeological site now named Lipensky Ver in Yugoslavia, which is no longer a country. <laughs> yep. Uh, the ancient community, perched on a sheltered horseshoe-shaped ledge at a bend in the river, has no close parallel in European prehistory. In this tiny sediment was a model of community planning, with a fan-like arrangement of houses and streets. It also had a central marketplace and a sanctuary with carefully positioned stone sculptures of remarkable diversity.
0: Okay, I'm intrigued.
1: The town... uh, I've completely lost where I'm going. So the structures... (laughs) Uh, okay, it's really
0: good. distracting, this music. It really is, it?
1: is, yeah. Do we want me okay. to turn
0: it down on your headphones?
1: Uh, no, it's good. Okay.
0: We've got to get used to it, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Also <laughs> impressive... 114 <laughs> episodes,
0: and everyone <laughs> to this point has thought this is how it works. <laughs> now we're saying we've got to get used
1: to it. Right, let me see you get through this. Also okay. impressive is the technology displayed in the construction of the floors, which were finished with mortar. Uh, made of baking local limestone and adding water, gravel, and sand, the substance was poured over the phone, phone <laughs> stone foundations, smooth and often polished. Th- that sort mm-hmm. of highly polished concrete floors is is really in these days. Yeah, um, Lipinskyver uh, has been a revelation to archaeologists who have dated the community back to around 5,800 BC, mm-hmm. cutting down through layers of foundations to the first settlement that discovered that the design of the village and the methods of construction had been well worked out early in its long history, and had remained almost unchanged, evidence that this culture had risen suddenly and spontaneously. In the view of archaeologists, Lipensky Ver stands out in European prehistory for its monumental sculptures and for its organisation of social, economic and religious life. Prior to these finds, it was assumed that the cultural development of, the Neolithic, of Neolithic Europe our uh, head depended upon infusions of ideas from the near east but lapensky verse shows an independent flowering of creative activity that challenges traditional views
0: interesting it's not really paranormal it's more just kind of an attack on human evolution and settlement yeah but that's fine
1: yeah it's like we <laughs> and what happened like we were so advanced then
0: yeah well that's true yeah it's like an atlantis situation yeah it totally was had yeah
1: damn missed opportunity there
0: yeah started again at some point Mm. (laughs) it's a shame that anything else to add for this week no
1: I'm all out of everything
0: all right cool (laughs) on that note we'll call that another episode of lights in the sky podcast join us next week toodaloo toodaloo